0: time to get your fix it's a horrible gaming podcast it's not good it's not great horrible gaming podcast it's not even what you would call fair it's really not that good Gaming podcast. Hello, my name is Zachariah Van Sliders with Old Man Gaming. With me for today is...
1: Uh, Neil, aka a tiny wizard.
0: Uh, yeah, and we are here with a horrible gaming podcast, uh, episode 24. Uh, it's a week late, we'll get into that in a second. But let's get right into the disclaimers. Uh, We do not do this professionally, at least not as of today, so we don't get paid for this. So uh, audio levels might be weird, uh, technical difficulties might happen. We promise nothing. (laughs) I want to also give our credits shout out to some people who have helped out with the show. Um, And that is my brother, Nick Van Sliders, with uh, uh, doing the theme song that you just listened to. And then, of course, Mark Bell for all the original graphics. Now, everybody out there, our faithful listeners, you may have noticed that we, were not, we did not produce a podcast last week. We are very sorry about that. Uh, the reason we did not produce a podcast last week is technology. Uh, I want to give a mad, hateful shout-out to Google, who decided randomly in version 10 plus to stop phones from being able to record audio to third-party uh, apps. Super, super, super frustrating can't explain how frustrating that that is. Um, So yeah, so all the apps that I was using just stopped working for a day. So it was two hours of trying to find an app to work. Uh, And of course, Google did not tell anybody that they did this. Um, so, So it was rough it was rough so we're very we're very sorry about that um but we're back you also notice that a tiny wizard is here uh he is filling in for logan who has started college he is on his road to becoming a functioning member of adult society uh good for you oh yeah good for him and i'm also sorry because it's not it's not always fun to be a functioning member of adult society (laughs)
1: Very true, very true.
0: Um, But yeah, so his schedule is going to be a little bit rough, so there are going to be some episodes uh, that uh, uh, a tiny wizard has graciously helped fill in. So thank you for that, Neil. We appreciate it. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. Whatever I can help.
0: We have to make sure we fight a lot in this, though, because that was the only complaint about our previous episode, that we don't fight enough. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, from the list of stuff that you sent me that we might be talking about today, I actually think that we're going to have some conflict.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, yeah, and I, I've had to switch some stuff around and merge some stuff just because good gravy a lot of stuff has happened in the last week. But before Absolutely. We- Before we get to that, let's do our fan traction. We like to hear from you guys. If you guys leave a comment on YouTube videos or you leave a comment on our Facebook group, um, we we read them out and we talk about them here. Uh, We also ask a question weekly should you guys decide to answer them. Uh, Last week we asked, if you could have any video game armor, what would it be? Um, Mine was... Well, I'm I'm not gonna start with mine. Uh, but we Logan decided to comment in since he's not gonna be here that he would want the Iron Man armor. Uh, he did debate with himself on whether he wants the Halo armor or the Iron Man armor. Um, and then Phil Billy said the Iron Man armor, well armor bad game, great armor, I
1: guess.
0: <laughs> Neil, what's yours?
1: Oh, mine's absolutely uh, the Mjolnir armor from Halo, like, without a doubt. 100%. You can just drop straight in through the atmosphere and just crash land into the ground, and you know what? You you might have a little crick in your neck, but that's about it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I do want to say, mine would be, everybody's going to hate me because I keep bringing this game up, uh, but mine would be one of the Javelins from uh, Anthem. I mean, yeah, bad game, great armor. I love yeah. all those armors. Those armors are so much fun. And if I could fly around like I could fly around in that game, it would be mm, magical. All right. Uh, so we have to ask a question for uh, for next week. And I know we've asked this question before, but I just want to send it out to people because I don't think we got a lot of answers the first time. But I want to know what game you're, m- you're most excited for in 2020. And I really want to know... Uh, what game you're upset that it got delayed and we'll get into that a little bit later, (laughs) but, uh, quite a few delays have hit us in these, this, this early, uh, these early months, which has really bummed me out, Uh, but but we'll get into that later. So, all right. Uh, okay. Before we get into our next segment, I do just want to touch on one thing. Um, you guys are going to hear some weird stuff going on because, uh, We are using Anchor for the first time to do the podcast. This is a trial and error sort of thing. So I just want to put it out there that you might hear Neil breathing very heavily. (laughs) He's he's not specifically trying to be creepy. We're just trying to find uh, levels, uh, and and we've never done it this way. Uh, We've always done it my janky-ass way. So just bear with us, please. Um, I promise the Quantum Studio
1: is a lot bigger than that. The audio may make it seem.
0: <laughs> the Quantum, yes, the Quantum Studio is much bigger than that. It's 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 just finding that level. The Quantum Studio mics are a little bit more complicated than we had first anticipated, apparently. <laughs> um. Uh, so anyway, so let's get into the first subject, Series X. They have said that they are not doing their any exclusives for the first year of. Its creation. Now, what this means is not that Xbox isn't going to have any exclusives, but that the 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 exclusives that come out on Xbox will be playable on Xbox One in some capacity. And of course, PC. I don't know why they say that they would ever have exclusives for that system. They're never going to have it. Stuff's going to come out for PC too. But so that they've announced this and. Let's talk about it, Neil. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts first because I've got some very poignant thoughts on this.
1: Okay. So I think that this is not a good move at all. I, I mean I... – hey,
0: we are going to fight about something. <laughs> yeah. <Okay.
1: laughs> yeah, I knew that this was going to be one of those things. Um, <laughs> see, the, that, that's the thing is that there's no exclusives to drive the sale of the hardware. Why get it right now? I mean, if if you already have an Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One X, especially if you have an Xbox One X, why would you go out and buy one of these Series X machines when the games that you can play right now work just fine, especially if nothing's, nothing's coming out for it for, like, two years? You know, you can just sit back and wait and see what happens, especially with, granted, we know that, Microsoft's been working hard on this next generation for their software, and I feel like their software is going to be fantastic mm-hmm. leading in. But on top of the amount of time that we've waited for games through the Xbox One, we got to wait another year or two before we get games for the Series X, too. I mean, it's cool with the backwards compatibility, you know, you can still play your Xbox One games, but I don't see a reason to go buy, buy one of these Series X day one.
0: Uh, okay, uh, so I'm not necessarily going to counter that um, because I don't necessarily disagree with it. But my, I'm going to take it in a different direction. Why? Why does it matter? Why do you need to go out and buy it? Like that. That. That's what I'm saying. Like if you've got a series, one. If you've got a series, an, X, uh, an Xbox One X. Play the Xbox One X. Have fun with the Xbox One X with slightly more loading times than the, the new games will be on the new system. We need to get rid of console generations. This is the first step. Somebody's got to have the balls to do it. And I think if Microsoft does this, you're right, maybe PlayStation 5 gets few more sales in the beginning because they've got those exclusives that you can only play on PlayStation 5. But in the long run Xbox is going to win because they get the value out of it. They keep all those players. There's nobody is alienated for Microsoft right now. And and that's got to feel good cuz I tell you if I had heard if I because I was one of the people who almost bought a One X and if I had heard one year later that they were coming out a new coming out with completely new systems the year after, I would have been pissed. Yeah, because I dropped six hundred dollars on a paperweight, you know, uh, but now you can play. You can feel secure in the fact that you're going to keep getting games for that for at least another year, uh, possibly even more. What's bad about that? Other, th- I mean, what's bad about that for us? Like you, you might be right. You might be right. They might lose some sales on that. I'm not necessarily going to argue that, but cons- but they are consumer facing right now. And I think this is the best move for consumers.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely true. We can definitely <laughs> – I just noticed we that it. even while we're at odds on this, we're, we're still agree. agreeing. you got to <laughs> fight with me. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I can, I can see where that's definitely, you know, good for the consumer. Like we can go out there, we can buy the console and we can know that, you know, we've got the new thing and we don't have to worry about buying the new consoles later on, Right. which is, you know, that's a cool, that's a good thing and everything. But I also would think too, that two years from now when the exclusives are starting to come out come Black Friday everything like that we might see the sales so that on its own also might be an incentive to wait until you know there's hardware issues there's every generation Microsoft has had problems starting with the 360 with the red ring and uh, overheating issues stuff like that so it's almost in my eyes it's almost a good thing to wait at least a year to see what fleshes out. It's almost like phones at this point.
0: Yes. Which, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but yes, that's what I want it to be like. That's what I want it to be like because I want to have i I want to have longevity, I'm, I'm so I'm so sick of a system coming out, and you just lose everything. You lose everything. Yeah. I'm sick of that, and I'm glad that we're progressing to a point where uh, I don't have to worry. Oh, new system's out? That's great. I'm going to wait for the next one. The other thing is, too, Like I'm going to pick up the, the Series X, definitely, um, but I've also waited. I've had an Xbox One original model, so it's perfect time for me to upgrade, and it's going to get everybody who's ready to upgrade, uh, and it'll get a bunch of other people who just want want it to want it, Um I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like what they're trying to do is is what Phil has always tried to do, which is not necessarily win on the the the, the accounting sheets at the end of the day. He wants to win the people, uh, and he wants to to and that, that's where Games Pass, that's where all their features are. You know, um, I don't know. I, I feel like that's I, I almost feel like they're prepared to take a bath on the Series X just to establish this kind of new way of doing things
1: very well could be um I know uh, if I remember correctly at least uh Sony was kind of in the same boat with the PlayStation 3 when it came out I mean they had a ridiculous price point on that which definitely hurt them 100% in that generation but I remember reading an article saying that they're losing money on their hardware they make it up for their software sales right. which if if that's the route they want to go I mean hey go ahead that's fine I mean they're still making money it's better for us to get these consoles in our hands yeah and it's also worth considering too they've stated that the Series X is not just one single console it's three uh, so the bottom rung console the like the lower spec console could be something that's just a smidge above the 1X and there's also i mean given the specs for the 1X itself it almost seems as if the 1X could be classified within that series X family yeah that could be the bottom end of, yeah. of the the specs
0: I, f- I feel like that's you're right on the money with that one i think the i think the bottom spec is going to be the one x and then there's going to be another system that we haven't heard of that they're going to reveal at e3 Mm -hmm. and then and uh either e3 or a previous event of some sort and then they're going to do the prices at e3 definitely I i don't see anything around that i think the price comes out at e3 but then of course they'll have the series x as their higher end model and i think what they're trying to do is flank the the sony the ps5 i think they're trying to like sony's going to come out with one system we're going to have uh, a, a system that's cheaper and a system that's more expensive the more expensive one is going to be better than theirs which means that you're going to want that a little bit more um and if you don't if you just want it for casual games you get the lower end one because we're undercutting them there mm-hmm. but uh, you do make a point i'm not going to argue they do have like possibly a a, an incentive driving i will say i'm a little upset with all the way the way that all the media outlets are handling this because i don't like how they're saying xbox one x oh excuse me xbox series x no exclusives for the first year okay uh, xbox has a ton of exclusives coming out this year and next uh it's just they're also going to be playable on your old systems that's all
1: yeah, it's it's not it, it's really a shady way to do it if you hear that like you said on the surface It's like yeah. oh wow, you know, why am I gonna do that? You know, there's people in the camp of just writing it off already But like if you actually that I, I think that that comes from The media outlets and a little bit from their phrasing on their own because Microsoft did say it's like, oh, you know, we're trying to get rid of generations and stuff like that. Maybe if they would have elaborated just a little bit more, that would have been cool.
0: I I agree. I agree. Uh, Okay. Um, Speaking of Sony. And uh, potentially bonehead moves. Uh, Sony has decided to skip E3. They're doubling down. Uh, They said last year that they they might be just done with E3. Um, They've got the biggest announcements to be made in the company's history, and they're not going to E3 this year. They have announced it. Um, Side note, side funny note, DiGiorno Pizza is also not going to E3. They decided to tweet out. Uh, they decided to tweet after Sony did that they were also <laughs> not going to be E3. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah, it's the funniest thing ever. The DiGiorno pizza account, after Sony you know, said they were skipping E3, DiGiorno tweeted out, we will also be unable to attend E3 this year. <laughs>
1: Oh my god! I didn't. Now I'm hoping that was a joke because if not, I feel real bummed that I've missed uh, seven, eight years of DiGiorno E3 press conferences.
0: Oh, oh, that! I want, I want pizza! to have press con. Oh man! Now, you've made my day. Like I want <laughs> the dude out there in the blazer, but he's got like a pizza T-shirt, casual, and he's like, he's like, we announce our greatest pizza yet: stuffed crust. Um, Okay. Um, (laughs) All right. So anyway, off that digression, uh, E3 has walked away. What are your thoughts on this, Neil? I know you're a little bit of a Sony Uh, guy.
1: I I mean, I I think everyone is really bummed out about this. I mean – all of the other, I, I've heard other outlets talking about this, and it's like, oh well, you know, Sony, we don't need, we don't need E three anymore, or anything like that. But that's the thing. I think at its heart, E three is not for the industry. I think E three is for us. I, I think it's the the spectacle of watching them, you know, taking cart everything out and show us what they have coming in the next year or so. I think that losing Sony at E3, like last year we kind of thought maybe it was a fluke, maybe they're testing the waters. Now it's pretty sh- we're pretty sure that Sony's just doing its own thing now. They won't be out there. I mean, even if they were to have their own press, press conference, like their own little uh, state of play, and put that up during a specific time during E3 that'd be cool but you know it's just kind of a bummer now we've lost one of the big three in gaming's biggest day I mean I've always treated it like the Super Bowl I mean and I'm sure after we did the whole VGA's thing that we would definitely be doing something like that again for the the E3 this summer Oh, yes. I, I think, I and it's, we, my wife and I have always treated it like a Super Bowl party, sort of, like, we'll get Taco Bell and pizza and some right. drinks, and we'll just take the day, the one or both of the days off that the conference happen on and just watch everything. Right, right. And it's, they're just gone now.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I couldn't agree more with you. Uh, it, it was always a Super Bowl of gaming for me, too, like, to watch, uh, to watch them, like, you know, roll out everything, and then to make that debate of who won. And I still think E3 is a lot of fun. Uh, the some of my favorite press conferences are the games press conferences, not necessarily the system conferences. Um, but at the same time, the system conferences are the Muhammad versus Ali. I'm not sorry. Uh, Ali versus Foreman. You know what I mean? It's the big yeah. fight, and we don't get that anymore. It's a Microsoft show now. It's Microsoft mm-hmm. and then games, and yeah. um, that's that's a huge bummer that's a huge bummer and i i on one hand as much as i want to like just come out here and call sony out for cowardice or something like that i kind of get it from their point of view because they can just they can just do their own event whenever they want they can they, they can totally streamline what you see at that event to them uh, they don't have to worry about competing um, and they can just do it online whenever they want. So why would they go – why would they spend the amount of money that they've got to spend for an E3 event to then potentially lose? You know what I mean? Whereas right. now, no one can say they lost E3 because they're not there. Um, uh, and I think that's – that is – that I, I get it from their point of view, but it's a bummer. You want to see that competition. And it's not there anymore. And and I love that Microsoft still rolls out the the, the firing squad. But how many more years are they going to do that without competition?
1: Right. And,
0: you know, if, if there's nobody standing across the aisle from them at E3, why, like, come out, show a couple of games and walk off and then do it in your own event, you know? Um, and, and, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it's kind of a bummer. It's kind of a bummer. Because there are these shows that are just for games, like Gamescom and PAX, where you get a lot of game information and game knowledge. I want that show where the two systems, uh, two or three systems go head to head and they're just, they're just not. It's, it's gone. It's dead. We're done with that era.
1: They they also, at E3, when you have a physical person out on stage speaking and talking about whatever it is they are announcing, at that point, you also get to control the language and, you know, how everything is perceived. Uh-huh. You're at the mercy of press when you just put up a video if you don't word anything a specific way, this, that, and the other. When, when there's a, a person on stage, they can say, you know, here's why we do this, this is this, you know, we can spin stuff on our own in the way that we want to, if that's the case, you know, on the negative ends of things. But still, it's, it's they're, they're not only just giving up, you know, their spot in E3, but I think they are relinquishing a little bit of their control over the messaging on some of the stuff that they're doing by just plopping a video out there around June. I,
0: I completely agree. I got to say they, they need to step their messaging game up just in general. And I feel like – and uh, yeah, we've – I mean this has been kind of an Xbox show since the beginning, n- not on purpose, but just because me and Logan both have Xboxes. We're both Xbox fans. I want to see Xbox do good. So we mm-hmm. tend to skew Xbox. Uh, that being said, looking at it objectively as I can, I do feel they dropped the ball on the messaging – uh, of their system, I, I feel that they even did that with, uh, like, what they should be doing is what XO was. That's what they should be doing. Yeah. And XO, like, I know some people have have had some criticisms of XO. XO was still a lot of fun. They still showed a lot of games, uh, and they did it in the way that you'd want to see it from like an E3 press conference. Sony just dropping a bunch of trailers into an internet video in June or whatever is not. I don't know, I, I feel like you need to have some spectacle with it. Right. It helps to control the narrative. And I, I think Sony has dropped uh, kind of rested on their laurels a little bit. Like I I've felt that way for a lot. I feel like they're like, Well, we won last console generation. We're sitting pretty, so let's just let's just, you know, stay the course, not make any changes. And I think they've given up ground to Xbox. I mean, if you look at the scores on paper, yeah, Sony all the way. But Xbox has—they've uh, revolutionized Games Pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have put consumers forward. Uh, they have the the uh, backwards compatibility thing locked down. Uh, there's no speculation on that. There's still speculation as to whether that's going to be a launch feature of PlayStation Five. Right. And, and then uh, uh, they also—man, um, I forgot the the last point. Oh, they also are putting out games on Sony. There's, there's games – they've purchased – they've taken market share away from Sony's own players. If you're playing Minecraft on Sony, you're giving money to Microsoft. Yeah. Right? You know, like they're already doing stuff like that. Uh, same with uh, – I, I don't know how much Split is with a Worlds because I know Private Division produced that. But uh, – or published it, I mean. But Microsoft owns them too. Like mm-hmm. – so i feel like you're already starting to and phil's even said openly i have no problems making games for playstation and of course he doesn't
1: oh yeah absolutely <laughs> like,
0: there's going to be a point where like playstation is just going to be a hardware company like <laughs> like they're getting very I, yeah. and,
1: they're,
0: and their hardware is not top-notch i i do want to say this and this is as objective as i can if you look at every system down the line In the Xbox One PlayStation era, uh, Xbox beats them in the specs department every time. Xbox One X destroys PlayStation Pro. Uh, Xbox One S is on par with PlayStation Pro almost. Uh, And then the original Xbox was better than the PlayStation 4 for specs. And now the the new system's gonna the Xbox Series X has more teraflops, whatever the hell that means, uh, <laughs> of uh, of uh, googly RAM or whatever. Googly RAM. <laughs> <laughs> I just made it up. Googly RAM. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, that's tough too. I, there's gonna be a point if if Sony doesn't see what's going on. There's gonna be a point where they're gonna look around and go. We're only making hardware and our hardware isn't as good as the hardware that they're making
1: yeah and i mean i think it's evidenced with their hardware at least when they tried to go head-to-head with nintendo who had a stranglehold on the portable market and still does when they tried the psp the mm-hmm. psp go the playstation vita all of those just went kind of by the wayside and that was earlier on in their in the company when they had an issue with software I think they have their exclusive software on lock there's only been like one or two exclusives PlayStation titles that have been kind of meh the rest of them have been just heavy hitters but you can't get by on software alone software does sell hardware but you gotta want to buy the hardware in the first place for the software
0: Right. Right. And software tends to, I don't want to say come and go because PlayStation has always been good. But one of the things is is it's good, but it has no competition other Mm. than Nintendo. Uh, And honestly, if I was comparing software, I would probably pick Nintendo's uh, like as far as games go. Mm. I mean, not, not personally, I would probably rather play the PlayStation games, but I mean, just as like popularity uh, overall, like, you know, Breath of the Wild and Mario Galaxy and that stuff is the scarier of the two. But I mean, Xbox hasn't been hasn't been throwing punches yet in that in that area. You're gonna start. See, I mean, they got 15 studios now. You're gonna start seeing those games come out, and then things are gonna change real fast. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I th- I think we just about covered that. So speaking of the next generations. Uh, let's move into another next-generation topic: <clears throat> next-generation portables. Uh, first, let's just talk about the UFO for just a second. Um, this is the Alienware hardware. It's like a kind of looks like a big, clunkier version of the Switch, and uh, basically, it does most of what the Switch does, but it does it with PC games, and they're saying at PC quality uh, uh, on this portable. Um, so. <sighs> I'm going to go right into this, Neil, because I got some strong thoughts on
1: this. Sorry. Same here.
0: <laughs> if they can do that, Switch is done. It's blown out of the water. I don't think they can do that. <laughs> I don't, At least not at the level that they seem to want to say that they can do it at. But I think that that's a big problem that Switch is going to face in 2020 and 2021, uh, which is – one of the things that's kept Switch around is they have those good first-party games, then they have that great market space for in, independent games, but they've been able to port like lower-quality versions of all these Xbox One, uh, PlayStation 4 games. Uh, they're not going to be able to do that uh, going forward. Like These games are going to get too big and too scary uh, without better hardware for the Switch. Uh, if the UFO can do that... Um, why is anyone buying a Switch? Uh, so that's 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 the scary thing. Um, what are your thoughts on UFO?
1: I think Nintendo is just gonna be gonna be just fine against this Ooh. UFO. Okay. Uh, the the UFO. I, I did a little bit of research. The actual specs aren't out there, but they've already said that it's gonna have a tenth generation Intel processor in it. That on its own, just the processor on its own, costs more than the Switch itself. Like. It's Uh, somewhere around, it's going to be that on its own. The price point is going to be enough to scare a lot of people away. We're probably looking somewhere around $900 to a grand. Oh, you know? (laughs) If they want to do the things that they say they want to do with this thing, I mean, a regular gaming laptop... As it is a mid range to closer to low level, actually, gaming laptop goes somewhere around $700. And cramming that into a small tablet like shaped thing with the little removable controllers, just like the Switch, it's not going to make it cheaper. It's going to make it more expensive. I frankly. Okay,
0: sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. Continue.
1: Uh, I was just going to say, I, I frankly think that $1,000 might be on the low end. I actually would not be surprised if they come out and say it's going to be $1,200 for this yes. thing. And that's a really hard sell. Obviously, it's not going to go after the market share of like kids and that, like the Switch does. It's going to be more so for adults who want to go out and play these games on the go. But there's so many things you have to think of, like what specs are going to be inside of this thing? Because they can't do full high-end gaming for a regular amount of price. The better guts you put in this thing, that price is going to keep going up and up and up. Nobody's going to want to take it out of their house. I mean, frankly, I don't even like taking my Switch out of the house most of the time. <laughs> uh, just because I'm terrified, one slip, it falls, it breaks. That's game over, quite literally. Right, um, right. and You have to wonder, like, you know, what sort of porting they're going to be able to do or what quality graphics they're going to have. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely going to beat the switch on the graphics end and performance end, but you're not going to get those exclusives. You are going to be able to bring over, you know, your Steam library, I'm quite certain, because it's a full Windows PC, But we've seen Alienware try to do this before with their desktop boxes. The uh, Alienware box, I think it was called, Mm -hmm. about three, four years ago. You know, there's going to come to be a point, like all other generations of consoles, the games just aren't going to run on it. And that's the thing. Those people bought those Alienware desktop boxes, or the the TV top boxes for Steam, whatever, and there came a point where games were coming out that weren't going to run on it, because you can't upgrade those components. It's not like a a regular PC tower. Uh,
0: So I just want to take a full stop for a second. Um, My wife sometimes listens to this show. It is only fair that I eat crow at this point uh, because I I had the same discussion with her, and uh, she's not a gamer, but she's very cynical. And she just looked at me, and she was like, it's going to be too expensive. (laughs) Yeah, it will. uh, I I was like, well – I mean, if it's $600, I would pay $600 for for a portable Xbox Series X. And she's like, no, it's going to be more than that. It's going to be too expensive. And I was like, oh, okay. So, Melissa, if you listen to this show, uh, I humbly admit in, on YouTube and uh, all surrounding podcasts that I am wrong. You are right. Neil has given. He has laid down the law for you. <laughs> uh, so, so okay. That's a really interesting point. That's a really interesting point. The price. Uh, if it's if it's a thousand dollars, yeah, that's too much. I was my counter was going to be. Uh, you know, I'd pay if if you could have a portable version of a high end console um, that you could also play on your TV like a Switch. And it was the same price. Wouldn't you just buy the portable one? It's more vers- versatile. Um, but if it's that expensive, you make a good point. I, I do. So Switch is going to be fine from the UFO, uh, yeah. According to this podcast that barely anybody listens to. Um, <laughs> but uh, Switch still, I think, has a problem, and that is, they're they're behind. Um, so will we? See, there's a lot of rumors going out that we're going to see a Switch Pro coming out. Um, my question to you, oh, Switch player,
1: do we need a Switch Pro? Um, so, here's the thing. I think that we simultaneously do and do not need it. Uh, <laughs> so, we do need it, like you said, because there will come to be a point where, you know, these there's going to be games that are coming out that can't be ported over, 100%. But... We don't need it, I think, because the games, if there's anything that the past generation into this generation has taught us, is that the graphics aren't everything. You get games come out like Celeste, Undertale, uh, pretty much anything that Devolver does at this point, uh, that are all not like graphically demanding, but they're all acclaimed as fairly decent games. I mean sure we can buy the same ports of this that and the other that's coming over like i heard uh, just this morning that the bioshock collection is coming to switch uh-huh. the bioshock collection's already two three years old at this point yeah. but they're still finding ways to bring it over granted on the switch the handheld mode and even sometimes in the dock mode it doesn't look the greatest but It's the Switch itself is not about those graphics. It's about the experience of taking it on the go. That's why I think a Switch Pro, it it would definitely help to add longevity to the Switch itself and would be great for these, you know, everything else, but at the same time I don't think it's necessarily a need. There will come a point where they have to do something to where like, I don't know, maybe games can only run in docked mode depending, mm. because the, the it gets more power when it's in dock mode as opposed to right, handheld. Right. But-
0: I I, I, I want to just postulate something out there of a theory of my own that I feel uh, that they should do uh, in 2020. Um, and I think they should take some selective, uh, independent, quality developers, and I think they should bring them under the, deve- the, the umbrella of Nintendo, and they should have them make games just for Switch, Straight up. Um, and it, because I think you're right. Uh, I think you're right on a couple of levels. Uh, the, the first level is <clears throat> I, don't, I don't need the graphics that Series X are going to produce. 4K resolution and the resolution that we have now is barely perceivable by the human eye. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, they're talking about the 8K or whatever. Why? Like, we, we've got the graphics as good as we need graphics to be. I don't want graphics anymore. I want a game that's going to engage me in some way, shape, or form. And it's right. going to keep me engaged for a long period of time. Skyrim looks like shit now. Like, Skyrim, nowadays, <laughs> if you go back, even the, even the Xbox One one, it looks like shit. That game is still one of the best games ever. I could still play hours of that game because I don't care Absolutely. what it looks like. You right. know what I mean? Um. What what Nintendo needs to do though, and the, and the problem that Nintendo has had in the past, um, is Nintendo just makes like their Nintendo games, and that's it, and then they stop looking at the the independent markets or whatever, and they just they just make their Nintendo games, and at some point. They don't have any other games. Their games library falls off. They've done something really smart with Switch. They've actually made it a great place for independent developers to put their games on. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe too great with all the crap that comes out on Switch, but still, yeah. they've made a place for that to do. Pick some of them. Give them more money to make triple A Switch games like give some independent developers the money to make breath of the wild games and then have those come out on the switch and they could compete with the new systems no problem it's just there's going to be they're relying on third-party stuff the third-party people are going to start developing for newer systems because that's where the money is so you have to pick some of them give them money and keep your games library intact so i think 2020 And they're not going to do this because Nintendo doesn't do stuff like this, but 2020 should be what Microsoft's 2018 was. They should just go out. They should find some third-party developers, some independent third-party developers that make the kind of games that they want to be made and do amazing stuff with independent stuff and buy them.
1: Yeah, and to your point, actually, you know, going into 2020, that I can recall off the top of my head, outside of the aforementioned, you know, the Bioshock collection that's coming to the Switch, that we know of currently right now, I don't believe there are any major first-party titles slated for the Switch.
0: There's one. Animal
1: Crossing. What's that? Uh, Like Uh, I said, no major... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you might not like it but
0: there are a yeah. lot, there's a big fan base for it uh, I gotta be honest I love Animal Crossing it's one of the ones that makes me consider playing it and it's stupid I, there are certain games that I just I can't uh, I played the Animal Crossing on the phone and I just I sunk hours into that stupid fucking thing just like walking to an island and catching bugs I don't know why <laughs> I, I have no idea why um, yeah Yeah,
1: my wife is actually looking at picking that one up, but, you know, we do have things in the pipeline. There's, you know, Metroid Prime 4, whenever that is going to come out. That's going to be the next...
0: <laughs> they just That's, like restarted that or something? They did.
1: They did. It was uh, Bandai Namco was spearheading it, and Nintendo was not pleased with the quality. So they're like, you guys, no, get out of here. And they brought Retro back. So Retro had to start from scratch, which thank God, because the Prime games are fantastic. But, you know, I, we have that yeah. and. I wish wish
0: you were more excited about it, so it could be my new vaporware
1: troll. Oh, no. Oh, no. I am am excited for it. I just... (laughs) I know it's a long way out. And they had said, you know, there's been rumors floating around for like a year or so about a Metroid Prime trilogy coming to Switch, Mm. which that would be good if they released it this year and Prime 4 came out next year. And then we have the breath of the wild two, whatever that's going to end up being called is currently in development. But again, none of these things have, you know, actual timetables attached to them, and there's going to a, get to be a point where if Nintendo doesn't have anything first party coming out, it's all going to be third party, and if it's right. all third party, most people have you know, multiple systems if they can't buy it on one, they're going to go to the other or if they have a choice, they're going to pick the one that's better suited towards them, and I don't think the Switch is always necessarily that console. Uh, that's that's, that's – that's, yeah, yeah.
0: All right. I want to switch gears for just a second, everyone. Uh, I am a little bit bummed, and I, I kind of want I, – I don't want to rant about it because I want to save that for my last breath. We're still doing it. Neil's got a topic for that, says <laughs> that he's, he's really excited about, but um, I'm kind of bummed. Um, so 2020 is supposed to be this huge year of awesome gaming, right? Still going to be – I'm not saying it's not. We're only like 14 days in. But we've been hit with a ton of delays, man. Two Ubisoft games have gotten delayed, and uh, now Marvel Avengers gets delayed. And I know that that's very divisive as to whether people want to play it or not. It actually looks really exciting to me. Um, So I'm kind of bummed about that. And one thing I'm even more bummed about, we can't put all these games – In September to December again. I hate that when it was like that. I've liked Mm -hmm. that the last two years we've had them spread out. I can't, I can't go out and spend four hundred dollars on a bunch of games and only be able to play like two of them because they're so big. You know, I hate it when they do this when they all bunch up into the like zone. Not to mention the fact the console's coming out then. So like if the console's coming out then you're spending the money on the console you got all these games bunched up there and i'm just i'm really bummed about this delay i'm really bummed and i'm very afraid that it's 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 just another of many um what do you think
1: yeah i I think that the the industry still has this issue with getting out ahead of rumors and leaks and just being like hey we're making this game so then the hype train starts a rolling and they start setting unreasonable timetables for these games to be put out and release dates, and then they realize, oh wait, maybe we should, you know, pump the brakes a little bit. I mean, like, like the Final Fantasy VII remake too. I believe I just saw. Yes. Yeah, took that's a, the other
0: one. Yeah. Took a
1: hit on the delays. I mean, frankly, on a side one, note, that one w- is
0: taking a real hit, though. Not to not to interrupt. That one's taking a oh, real yeah. hit because it's just one month, but that month takes it from march where there's nothing but bleeding edge uh into uh april the first week of april where they are competing with cyberpunk
1: 2077
0: yeah
1: yeah Which, i mean uh, yeah go that, ahead. yeah oh i was just gonna say i like the final fantasy 7 Remake myself personally. I'm not that excited about it. I have yeah. no nostalgia. I've wanted to play Final Fantasy VII, and I've held off playing it because of this remake. But at the same time, it's a multi-part AAA thing. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting until every single piece is out, or at least until the last one is gonna be out before <laughs> I start playing it. You're I'm gonna be sorry, man. <laughs> I that's that's the thing. It's like I have no desire to play a game, get invested in a game that is, upfront not a complete story, like not a multi-part thing with an overarching narrative, with a game that's already out that we know the story already exists, spend $60 and wait 20 more years before Sony and Square think about putting it out on the next console.
0: Well, and, you know, I'm going to say it, and some people, I, I, I don't know if I'll get at it or not, but But Final Fantasy VII sucked. I I think I'm the only person in the world that says it, but that game sucked. It sucked. I hated it. I hated every second I played it. I hated everything I watched my brother play, and they made so many terrible choices in it with the story and confusing-ass bullshit that didn't need to be there. Uh, Final Fantasy VII drives me nuts. Um, But now that I've made the internet mad... um, uh, uh, I, I think I think it's a tough hit, and I, I think that I'm 38 right now. Uh, I'm very scared. I will never see the end of the F- Final Fantasy VII remake <laughs> episodes because the stuff they cover in that game is like just the first hour of that of the of the the big RPG. You're only in that city for like an hour or two. And that's all they're doing for the first one. I'm like, if that's how slow you're going, what the... Like, you're never going to get that game done. That game's going to be being made forever. Ever,
1: ever, ever. I just wonder, too, like... There were rumors about this remake all the way back when the PS3 did a Uh tech demo for the remake of the opening and everyone lost their minds. This was back in, what, 2005, something like that. We are now 15 years in, and they're finally like, yeah, let's do it. Like, (laughs) Like, obviously people are screaming from the tops of mountains demanding this game, and they're just now doing it. It took them that long to decide to do it. Right. We're not. We're not going to see this. This game is going to be on like the PlayStation 27. <laughs> playing it on hollow, hollow decks. You know, in our spaceships.
0: Yeah. Seriously. I'm going to be. I'm going to have robot parts by then. Right. Um, yeah. I. I, I I mean, aside from that, uh, back on the delay subject, uh, we, yeah. we digressed a little bit into bitching about Final Fantasy VII. But uh, <laughs> I'm just—I'm really bummed because I was looking forward to this stream, and right now there's nothing to play. There's nothing to play. I've played all the games that I wanted to play. There's nothing to play. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm super bummed right now. I really want one of these giant AAA games to come out in these early Q1, and they—yeah, I, I don't know. They're just. Yeah, it's irritating. But that's why that's why I like having a
1: backlog to some degree. Yeah. Like for this Christmas, uh, my wife actually got me a 3DS, which I've been wanting for a long time. No. Yes. So that's now, awesome. now uh, it, well, I've actually the I've had people ask me why do you want a 3DS here now and at that point in 2019, and there's games on it that I didn't get to play. I've been playing through the Metroid uh, the, the Metroid uh, Two remake that they did for the 3DS, and I couldn't be happier. They're just, everybody's like, you have a Switch, right? Yeah, I have a Switch. It's not about the console, it's about the game. So now, right. in these droughts like this, I have things that I can go to, that I can play in the lead-up to the other things that are coming out.
0: And that's that's awesome. I, I, I do have a couple of games in my backlog. Uh, I have a hard time going back to backlogs, because I get excited about stuff that isn't out yet. But uh, but that's really cool. The that, 3DS, that's really awesome. Cause that and the best time to buy a console is after it's dead. Yeah. I, I mean, I hate to say it, but it is because every game that's ever gonna come out for it is out. You just go out and pick them. Like right. That's that's it. That's your consoles right there. That's so, actually
1: um, that's actually what I did with this. I went over to GameStop and they had buy two get two free game sale <laughs> going on right after Christmas, and I picked up. Four uh, 3DS games for like forty five dollars, and they're oh. like, I got the the uh, Ocarina of Time 3D, I got a Paper oh. Mario game, um, the Metroid game, and Luigi's Mansion for the 3DS, all for oh, like forty five awesome. bucks.
0: That's so awesome. That mm. is so awesome. <sighs> okay. Hello. All right. So I don't know why I said hello again. Uh, sorry about <laughs> that. Uh, but we are we are two. The new segment, Last Breath, this is the second time we're ever doing this. Um, So I rant a lot on this show. Uh, We made a segment out of it. This is my favorite new segment of 2020. Uh, Basically what happens is, in this case, Neil, gives me a topic. It can be something I love, something I hate. It can be a game. It can be something going on in gaming. I have to then compose my thoughts and then rant about it for 60 seconds. Negatively, I must tear it apart. No matter how much I love or hate the thing, I've got to rant negatively. Then at the end, Neil is going to give me a letter grade based on my rant. So it can be anything. Uh, so Neil tells me it has a really great subject. So Neil, what's the subject?
1: I think this is going to be simultaneously the easiest and hardest one for you.
0: Okay. And
1: that is going to be why Nintendo is the best platform out there you're
0: a son of a bitch you're a son of a you bitch. have so I many
1: have... things to say and only a minute to oh, say them man. i'm sure the floodgates just opened
0: <laughs> i you know you and logan have not disappointed now like, logan <laughs> gave me a really hard one. you give me a really hard one this week okay oh so i have so i have to i have to tear nintendo down yeah Okay. You have to
1: tear Nintendo down in a minute. All right. All and right. you have to do it well enough to impress me, a Nintendo fanboy.
0: Okay. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. No problem. Okay. All right. Whenever All right. you
1: are ready. <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> okay. Give me a countdown.
1: Okay. How long do you want? Five seconds?
0: Five seconds is fine.
1: Okay. Five, four, three, two. One, go.
0: Nintendo Labo. uh, They decided to make $80 cardboard pieces of crap. Uh, Then they sold it to you uh, for that much. Um, Cardboard, pieces of cardboard that you could fold and put in this stupid peripherals. Like, they didn't have the ability to make it themselves. They just decided to give you cardboard. They sold kids' cardboard for $80. Not to harp on that. The other thing is, they can't keep up with the games libraries out there right now. Uh, the games becoming more and more powerful. They rely on their gimmicks every year. Uh, every time they come out with it, they rely on their gimmicks, um, and then their gimmicks bring them down. Uh, they can't, man, I'm not doing good this time. Ah. <laughs> Their gimmicks bring them down. Uh, they, and then what happens is their games slowly, slowly fade away, uh, while wow, the new systems dwarf them. Uh, they never. Time. Releases. Oh man, I did terrible. <laughs> that was awful. That was awful. I think I oh. did all my rants. I need to put that. I need to put that earlier in the show. I think I need to put that earlier in the show. Oh, that was bad. All right. Hit me with it, Neil. That was pretty terrible. I lost my train of thought. And everything you know, on that
1: one. that's, you know what? That's all right. But you did uh, touch upon very first the biggest thing that <laughs> I think all of us, even us Nintendo fans, can absolutely say is just ridiculous as Labo. Uh, some might say you went to the well. To the easiest yeah. one, I don't think so. I think Nintendo needs to be held to task on that as much as humanly possible. Um, I'm going to give you—I would say a C.
0: Okay, I—I think I think that's I think that's more than fair. I happily accept my C. I tell you what. I think what happened was, like, when I was preparing in my head, I was like, Nintendo Labo. And then, like, when the countdown started, I said, (laughs) I literally wanted to say Nintendo Labo and then just stop talking for 58 seconds. Like, Nintendo Labo,
1: I'm done. Mic drop. You know what? Actually, I think if you would have done that, I think I might have given you a B on that at least. (laughs) You know what? Because it was only one point, but I think that on its own, its own thing summed it up. That would have been... Oh, that would have been the best. That would have definitely gotten you a solid B.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, I, I should have... I, okay, I should have gone on my instincts. I should have gone on my instincts. Alright, that brings us to our final. We're going to bring back an old segment uh, today, uh, Fantasy Corner. Um, and the question for this Fantasy Corner <laughs> is licensed game. How would you do a licensed game? Uh, what would that game look like? And it's got to be a licensed game that isn't already a license, like... Obviously, there's Pokemon games. Leave that. Pick something that's new. And Neil, can I just say how frustrated I've been? We had to bump this three weeks ago on our last show, and then last week we couldn't get to this. and I have just I've been so chomping at the bit to do this one. Um, oh. So I'm just gonna jump right in if that's go, okay for, with it. You.
1: go, go for it. go for it.
0: And I'm gonna say I'm gonna pull Logan in his honor and cheat right off the bat and, right. do, and do two, okay? The first one I'm gonna do is Die Hard, and you're saying, "Oh God, Die Hard games are so bad."
1: Yes, no, that would not be bad. What are you talking about? Okay, if it was done correctly.
0: (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Here's how I'm gonna do mine. I'm not gonna do it like John McClane. I think the problem. I think the problem with movies from video games and vice versa is they try and do the exact subject material of whatever it is instead yeah. of trying to do its own thing with it. So with this, you don't play John McClane. Okay? What you do is you just play a character and it procedurally generates a building like you pick a plane or a building or any of the subject things that he's had to be on then it, well, let's start with the building. It procedurally generates the building and the terrorists and the hostages and the situation. And then you have to John McClane it. Like, you have to survive. Like, it also pre, It also procedurally generates the situation. Like, are your feet bare? Uh, do you have a gun with you? Do you not have a gun with you? Like, situation like that and then you have to, like, get through that situation in a certain amount of time. Um, it's Third part, it's third person, of course, Um and it would it would play kind of akin to like a Tomb Raider or something. That's what I would do for Die Hard. What do you think of that?
1: I would buy that shit in like one second.
0: Thank you. Isn't that Christmas awesome? DLC. Oh, Christmas DLC. Christmas DLC
1: is like obviously yes. a shoe in. Like, come on.
0: Yes, and you could just you could like make yourself in Die Hard. Basically, I would make my fat ass self. And I would just be, like, running around in the white T-shirt with my belly hanging out, like, yelling yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker, at everybody. It would be great. Not only that, it would would procedurally generate the terrorists, too. And if I would borrow – I would borrow the Nemesis system from the Mordor games, and I would have, like – I would have terrorists continually show up. Like, so, like, each time you play, like, almost like you have a rivalry with the same terrorists over and over again, like – God, that would be cool. You could even do multiplayer stuff with that. It would be so good. So good. Okay. Do you want to go in between that one and my other one? or
1: You know what? I, I, I'll I let you finish yours off, and I'll do okay. mine.
0: All right. My second one gets a little bit kiddy with it. Um, but I would love to play a How to Train Your Dragon game. And I'm not talking about like... Again, don't do the source content. Don't play like Hiccup and his dragon. Instead, you make a character. It's an open world game. You've got to find, train your dragon. Uh, there's also so many dragons in that world. It's like they have like almost like Pokemon qualities. Like there's just so many of them with so many different powers. You could like catalog it all here and the player could go out and find these dragons and those are the dragons that they ride and they could learn about other dragons while moving through an overarching storyline as well. You could also do really cool co-op games service stuff with that.
1: That would be, that would be fun. I think, uh, I
0: think that would be fun. I think that'd be a perfect Nintendo switch game. That's for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not as hardcore as Die Hard. Obviously, I was very excited about the Die Hard one, but that one one was one that I was like, man, I would really play that. Like, like just kind of like flying around. If they got the flight mechanics of like flying on the dragons really well, uh, that would be be really cool. It could almost be like just like flying around the world on the dragon. You find other dragons, you train them, you learn about them. You could even put your own tribe together. Like, I think that would be really cool. I just I would really sink my teeth into a game like that. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's your turn now. You can't avoid it anymore.
1: All right. So uh, this one, I actually, uh, I just watched this movie for the first time a week or so ago, actually. Uh, But I think I would do an Inception game. Ooh. Ooh. Get get Remedy. Get Remedy in there. Because they showed us they can do stuff like that with Control. Get remedy Everybody's in there insane, for an in- for yeah. Get uh, remedy in there for an inception game. Get an original story because, like you said, it's definitely an original story. One hundred percent, it has to have an original story. And just go from there. Just imagine like the crazy different worlds you can go to. Like the the depending on who the person is, like who's where they are in the dream, like their current mental state, like just like change stuff in the middle of it just like have what's happening in the real world God, being affecting be cool. everything that's going on inside the dream world that would be amazing yeah.
0: that would be really uh, yeah. good yeah, you know, that was a good one, Neil. That was a good one, especially since I know you didn't ha- you didn't prepare that one ahead of time. No, yeah, I
1: just that one just popped into my head. It's like, oh wow, this would work out pretty well.
0: <laughs> Mine too. I've been thinking about for three weeks, and that just jumped in your head. So, hats off to you. <laughs> All right, uh, okay, guys. Well, you know what? Uh, that brings us to the end of the show. It's probably going to be a little bit long. I have no way of telling at this particular moment due to technical differences from the way we used to do it um but uh like i said neil is going to be filling in for logan uh sometimes when logan can't make it uh so uh, yeah uh neil do you have anything to plug man
1: uh no i mean this is about the only thing that i do outside of working and going to school myself so yeah that's about it
0: (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for helping us out with this, and uh, I appreciate you being on the show. I, I don't know if we fought enough for the audience out there, but uh, but yeah, uh, thank you for being here. Um, hey, absolutely. As, as far as Old Man Gaming goes, you guys can, uh, can check us out. Every Monday, we are doing the Horrible Review. Well, I do a Horrible Review of a, of a different game. Um, uh, every Wednesday, I do the Let's Play Borderlands 3 with Phil Billy uh we also do build videos when we can those take a lot of work on both me and phil billy's part uh both editing and him of course capturing and coming up with the build um but uh, we do those and and our first one was wildly successful so expect another one soon either tomorrow or next week And then, of course, every Friday, you can listen to us here on the podcast, Horrible Gaming Podcast. You can also hear us everywhere where you can hear podcasts just about uh, on Thursday. We post there. Um, And, uh, yeah, as long as you guys keep watching and listening, we will keep making this garbage. So thank you, guys, uh, and we'll see you next week.